Welcome to Love Stream, love stories that tie us all together. I am your host, Rachel Fiorello, a true believer in love and now a dedicated teller of love stories. In episode 11, you'll meet my dad, Jeff, and stepmom, Diane. They tell their story about what it was like for Diane to join a family with two children and an ex-wife, while also explaining how they make their love work. So sit back, open up your hearts, and get ready to fall in love. So we're here for part two of, in theory, my family dynamic. So I have my dad, Jeff, and my stepmom, Diane, here with us to tell us their love story and what it was like entering into, specifically you, Diane, this crazy, crazy family we have. (laughs) Um, So one of you guys start us off and tell us all the details of how you guys met. So we met, I think I was 26, and um, you were 34 many years ago. I was riding in my car down Inverry Boulevard, and your dad kept trying to get my attention, driving next to me. And then finally, when I came up to the light at Oakland Park Boulevard, I had to look over, and he started asking me for my number and Something like, hey, would dinner be out of the question? That was the question. Hey, would dinner be out of the question? And I said, I'm going to dinner right now. He goes, not now. now, Give me your number. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't say that. But in my mind, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right. So. And so I did give him my number. And uh, a day or two later, he called me and asked me out, but I couldn't go out right away because I was going away for the weekend for my birthday. Kept blowing me off every time I called her. Every time. You called me once. I told you my plans. I called you like for five days and you were going to Disney World to celebrate your birthday with Peter. What's her name? Marilyn. And I said, this girl won't go out. And so, but then we did go out the following week when I got back from Disney. Yeah, that Tuesday. We went to uh, the Fisherman. Yeah, the the Fisherman fisherman on Federal Federal Highway. Highway. We drank a lot of vodka and champagne. And then I had this black Corvette. It was our first date. It was beautiful out. I had the roof off, it was in the trunk. And I was taking her home after dinner. It was you could see it was raining out west, and I pulled to the access road, real macho like. I jumped out of my car and I opened the trunk and grabbed the roof, and I slapped it in where it was supposed to go and missed the ledge and dropped it on Diane's head. <laughs> and I go, "Oh my God!" I thought I killed her. Not really on holy on my head, but it did hit me in the head. <laughs> so I knocked her senseless and. Uh, it all makes sense. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, oh, my, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. And then uh, when I asked if I'd come in, she said, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I hit her so hard that, like, we've been together now 34 years uh, because we pretty much from that day on really started seeing each other exclusively. Yeah, True. I don't know about you. 
I never went out with anybody I after we quit. went out. I didn't quit with anybody else. Well, I'm just saying. You were my girl. <laughs> Wait, so I recall hearing some chatter about you living in a neighborhood or an apartment building that one of his friends lived in. Is that right? So Jay, the best man in our wedding, lived two buildings over from me in the lakes of in uh, Lauderhill. I forget the name of that complex. Something in Lauderhill. Yeah, Jay lived there. He had a red Ferrari, right? Was it red or was it gold? Red. It was red. And I saw Jay all the time. But then how did you put that together? I never really did until Dad told me later that his friend lived in my development, and that's where he was coming from that night. Later, I find this out. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that dude. I mean, I really didn't know Jay until Dad and I started dating. That's funny. Yeah. There's a similar theme here, Dad. Yes. You meeting women in buildings and parking lots. Supermarkets, elevators. <laughs> so I guess each of you, do you feel that you, well, specifically for you, Diane, because it was, you had never been married before, but did you feel that this was it? Like that you were, guys were going to get married? Do you feel that you knew right away? Oh, like love at first sight? No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. I think we we appropriately dated and, you know, I mean, we moved in together three months later, but during that three month period of time, I think we, we exclusively dated and um, got to know each other and got, and, you know, we had a lot in common. So, but it was a, it was a dating process for sure. I also didn't introduce her to you or Drew for how long? Well, not long. I mean, I met Rachel. It was a few months, but I probably might say I met Rachel first because you would coordinate her getting to school in the morning. Right. And so I didn't, but socially, like we didn't hang out or anything for a long time, maybe six months. Yeah. But if you guys were living together after three months, didn't I sleep at dad's house? Yeah, but we, we were very cool about it. when you guys showed up. Were we living together at three months? Really? Was it um, really three months? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. Um, when you guys See, would show up, we'd be out of bed dressed sitting there watching TV. Yeah, but I remember I met you in October, yeah. and I feel like the first time we really all went out, the four of us, me, Drew, Rachel, you, like to Metro Zoo or somewhere for a day, wasn't yeah. until like March or April. So how did we pull that off? I don't know. I do remember that. It was a long time before Dad was comfortable exposing me to you. <laughs> When did you guys feel that you would get married? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I remember when I we told I told Diane when first year, I think, or second year of our relationship, <coughs> that I had two children already. I'd been married before. How many times, Dad? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and. Um, that I really was, that I'd be 50 when you guys were out of my hair and I really didn't want to have any more children or I didn't want to get married again. And she just like didn't say anything. She was cool. And then uh, over a period of three years, um, Diane was just an extremely special lady. Okay. Kind, she was like my total opposite. You know, it's like the, your evil self was looking at like your good self. She was it, and uh, 
she she was with me when I made money. She was with, with me when I didn't have a dime. And she she worked her ass off for our family. Two jobs to you know make sure that we all had what we needed. And so the, she really earned my love and respect heavily. And uh, the fact that I found her to be over three years to actually handle you guys better than I could uh, and that you would talk to her uh, just was a, a bonus, okay? She, you know, and over 35 years, or 34 years, whatever it's been, you know, she's really taught me to be a different person. Diane, when you came into the picture, how old were you? How old were Drew and I? You were going to be four, um, four. So you were three when I met you, but I met you in October. Right. So you were, it was right before your fourth birthday. So Drew would have been six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like 26, 27. I had just turned 27 maybe that October. Too. No, you had just turned 26 when I met you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Di, what was it like meeting dad and knowing that he already had two children? There's an ex-wife involved that is obviously always going to be in the picture as our mother. What was that like as somebody who had never been married and who was young? And, you know, kind of walk me through that. Yeah. I mean, unless my memory is totally gone, that was, I don't recall that ever being an issue for me. I sort of just always take things like immediately as they come with everything that happens to me. I like seriously never, ever think ahead, which is probably a weakness. I don't know. So that kind of unfolded gradually and it all, it sort of just all fell into place and was a positive experience, at least for me. You know, you guys were adorable. Your mom, your mom was a non-entity because you guys, you um, dad and your mom weren't really on good terms then. So there wasn't a lot of interaction like there is now. Fast forward, right? So it was just the four of us, you know, and once we started hanging out and doing things together, like as a group, dad always Dad always, I remember, told you and Drew that I was there to be your friend, not your mom, which also I think was a good way to integrate somebody into another person into your kids' lives because it can be confusing. So, you know, I don't know. I, feel I thought like you told me because you loved me and married me because I was I was so good with my children. Well, geez, I was getting there too. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what to say? Yeah. <laughs> No, I do think that's a part of it because um, I think I think in dad's case, being so fresh off of his divorce, he was really concerned about making sure that you guys were okay. So that was a big deal. And I appreciated that because I certainly wouldn't want to have a relationship with somebody who wasn't first thinking about their kids, no matter what, you know, that's the way it had to be. So dad, meeting Diane, I know you kind of already touched on this, but did it feel different than any of your other marriages? It everything takes time, okay? And do you know if something is different the first year, the second year, the third, the fifth, the tenth? I think as time goes on and your bond of not just loving each other but knowing each other grows together, uh, you know, if the two of you stick it out and go through the good and bad together and you're really, you know, true, that um, 
the answer to that would absolutely, you know, be, you know, be absolutely yes. Dad, you said you had decided you didn't want to get married again. You didn't want children die. Did you know that you always wanted to have your own children? Oh, yeah, for sure. So where in that did you change your thought process and that you guys decided to start your own family? No brain or she had no children. She had never been married. Okay. Although the thought of having children at that age scared the hell out of me. Um, you know, if I loved her, I was going to have children with her. Why do you guys feel that your marriage works? I mean, let's, you know, I want to know the answer to that, but I also want to know, Dad, for you, having a few wives previously, how does this work and how has it worked for so long? She's a beautiful person. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Give me my 20 bucks. What would you say, Dad? Well... I can't respond in the same context because I was never married before, but, um, and this is stuff that I tell your sister all the time is you got to compromise. Like if you really want to grow old with someone and have a good experience, you can't, it's, it is really all about compromise because two people are, you know, are so different, want different things. Can't always be your way. Um, and I think I had a family that I grew up in that really modeled what the sense of tr truly what the sense of family is and how to accomplish that. So my parents were, I mean, I've told you this before. My parents were like, I didn't realize how great they were until I moved to Florida and saw everybody else's crap families because we were kind of sheltered. Then once I got down here and I saw what other people went through, I realized how lucky I was to have people that didn't always agree worked super hard to give us everything we wanted, but in the end would always, you know, teach us kids like what life really is all about is just your family. Your family's really everything. So to build that, whether it's my kids or somebody else's kids to build that and have that, you know, work is probably the most important thing there is it's like to make sure that, your kids grow up hopefully thinking that that's the right way to be and to, you know, to, to, to just be happy and figure out a way to make it, make it happen. You know, I always remember that about your family too, like being, when we would go visit them. It was such a normal, like <laughs> super normal. What do you want? It was Ohio. Normal, like all American, yeah, maybe like just a, exactly what you would imagine Every a marriage to be like. Yeah. 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 We definitely had dysfunction that we figured out later, but as kids growing up, we were really sheltered and really loved. It's the one place where when you say unconditional love, it's the one thing that I have in my mind about that house on Crail Avenue is like super comfy, even in my memory, you know? Yeah. When you had SD, what, if anything, changed in the family dynamic? Well, I think everything because, you know, you know, I'm her mom. She's my kid. It's you, you worry, you, you know, you, um, 
you want to make make sure that the love is shared and that everything's equal. But in reality, life just isn't that way. I remember having to go to my parents a lot when she was young because my mom was so sick and always feeling super bad that you and Drew didn't always get to go. Or And I wondered, you know, like, how did that feel for you guys? It's just like she had to be with me constantly no matter what. And so um, we were away frequently. Um, but on the other hand, I felt like, felt like, you know, that the age difference between you and her and, and Drew and she too, sometimes worked for her and us and sometimes worked against her and us. But I think, um, I don't know. I, I think it worked. I think we tried to do things that, you know, would keep us all together and keep us bonded, you know. And we're probably more, I bet you any money, I can't prove it now, but I will bet you that we were more cognizant of that because we had the two of you and SD separately. So we were, we tried harder to do, you know, the right stuff. What has your journey in your relationship taught you about love? To slow down. Not that I can always do it, not to let the little things get to me. Um, I try my best to not get angry ever. Okay, and I'm not always successful, but most of the time I've become pretty good to love people and try to be kind. Uh, to not want to be like this rough image of a guy that I was my whole life. And, you know, to, to be a loving person, that's what I've learned from Diane. What do you want people to take away from your love story? This pile of rocks that I have in the back <laughs> of my house. I mean, I've never really thought about that. Do I want anybody to take away anything from my love story? I think, though, I think we're a good example of going through a lot of crap in 30 some years in a lot of different ways, right? Things that have happened to me or things that have happened to dad. And that we, you know, get through the rough spots and that when you get to be our age, oh, I'll speak for myself when we, but to me now it feels like I'm entering the decade of my sixties. We've been together over 30 years. It's, um, Feels like the right thing to do to stick it out, even when it's really crappy. Right, don't you? We <laughs> very funny. You didn't get my point, huh? You didn't get my point. I got your point. What the one thing that Diane said—that's what they should take away. That if you're if you love the person you're with and you're really in a relationship, you know, uh, it can get pretty nasty at times. And uh, tough it out, you know, if, if you truly, truly in your heart love your partner and she, they love you, you know, good, bad, no matter what it is, tough it out together and like life will go on and it always gets better. So the other thing I think about myself is that I never want to ever fail at anything. And that can also be a strength or a weakness. 
because I don't give up about with anything ever. And so, um, like in my head, when you when you dedicate yourself to something, like that's it. So I don't fool around. <laughs> I remember you telling me once that when you married dad and you had vows and you said your vows in front of your family, that alone was like, I, as it. I was just telling you this, I, that in my head is what I was thinking. Yeah. Like for me, you know, and I've debated this with a lot of people who embrace change and divorce and, and breakups pretty easily that I am not built that way. Like that would not be real for me. Like I, could never envision that for myself. But Diane made it very clear before we got married that no matter what, she wouldn't divorce me. And if she had to, she'd make my life a living hell. <laughs> I didn't say that once, and I was really mad. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for sharing your love story with me and allowing me to hear your side of of your love. Thank you for letting us share. Oh, thank you so much. We really enjoyed ourselves and really it's been a laugh and it's been touching and thank you. No, thank you. It was great. Thanks for listening to Love String, love stories that tie us all together. Join us for our next episode where we'll meet Janelle. Janelle tells us all about her beautiful love story with her husband, George. If you have a love story you want to share, we want to hear it. Email us at lovestringpodcast at gmail.com. Until then, keep looking for it. Love is all around. <laughs>